Hello and welcome to the Mirror Football Daily World Cup podcast. We're back another day and we've seen some of the favourites. We've seen some of the favourites play. France and Argentina have played on Saturday afternoon. Um, and let's be honest, I, I wasn't too impressed by them. Um, I'm Aaron Flanagan, hosted as ever, joined by Mark Jones. Once again, Mark, how are you doing? Yeah, good mate. Um, I agree with you. Ne- neither, neither France nor Argentina were great today. Um, so it opens it up, isn't it? It's, it's been an exciting World Cup so far. I've enjoyed it. No, no, it's been very interesting. Alex Richards as well. First time you've been on the, the World Cup podcast, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's good. No, good, good to have you. Uh, we're on the road as well. I so say we're, we're in Central and we're, we're not in the office. We, we don't get locked in there every single day of the week. Um, but we're, we're out and about. We've been watching the games. Um, We'll start on France. I say we'll look ahead to tomorrow's games very shortly, and also a little bit on England. But we'll start on France. Obviously, they played the early game against Australia. They were okay. They got a win. They did what they had to do. But uh, let's be honest, they they just were not very impressive at all. Very miserable. I, I really didn't enjoy watching France play. I think I think Australia are a really poor team in in terms of the whole tournament. I think they. I don't think they'll have any chance of going through, and I thought France were pretty dire. Uh, a lazy performance. A lot of players that play in a comfort zone. A lot of players who are obviously very talented, but a team that just—it's just nowhere near the sum of its parts. Yeah. I, I think something that obviously we said in the pub when we were we, we were out there watching the game, we we said Pogba was playing. He's going to take the headlines. Yeah, yeah. So get, get, get my words out, right? Paul Pogba um, was playing. He, mm. he, he, at the end of the day, he's going to take the headlines simply because obviously he, he, he scored. Well, I say he scored the winning goal. I don't know whether he scored the winning goal, um, but you know he was he was very heavily involved. Paul Pogba's name's going to be about it, but he, he just didn't play well. Um, yeah, but I don't think you can you can really level him. I, I, I don't think it was a great team performance generally. To be honest, I know. I know people look at Pogba because he's Pogba, but he was he he, he was in a, a team structure which didn't really seem to work for me. And, and yeah, Alex is right. First half, they were just really uninspiring. And, and you know, given given what we all thought going in about France, is that you know they've all got fantastic individuals. They've all they, you know uh, people been tipping them for, for a long time to, to do well in this tournament. To play against a team like Australia, you'd think, well, this is where they're going to show it. This is where they're going to be at their best. This is where they're going to be free-flowing. Um, and they never were. And, and uh, you know, up front, I thought they were quite inspiring. Uh, Kylian Mbappe was, was, was trying things, but it wasn't happening. Um, Dembele was doing things well out wide, but there's not much inside of him. Griezmann was anonymous, really. I thought his decision-making decision was pretty poor, which is quite ironic, given the week he's had. But um, it just wasn't really there. And... and they got a bit fortunate. I thought they got they got very fortunate, but but they but they won the game and, and that's all you can have ask for them. But um, yeah, not for me. They, they weren't great. Yeah, I think, I think they they badly lacked leaders on a pitch. Someone that could really drag them up above yeah. above what they were giving. Um, the ironic thing with Pogba is that in the game, the only time any France <coughs> player really looked like going above and beyond and and really putting themselves within, out there to within. take take leadership was that second goal yeah. when he, he quite literally got the ball and just went right have a one-two give me the ball back have another one-two give yeah. me the ball back and then the ball ricochets off him and goes in the yeah, net but I guess I guess this is the life of Paul Pogba because you're going to be judged in, in, in everything like that but yeah you're right what he did in that moment he forced a situation he forced an issue and almost forced the ball over the line and, and, and he did it and, and players that you you know Griezmann's gone off before like they brought on Giroud they've brought uh, taken off uh, I think Dembele went off as well didn't he so um, they've, got, they've got a superb squad, but there's there's 
huge, huge issues with that France team for me, and I'm not having them as, as winners. It, it, was, it was the only moment in the entire game where a France player looked like forcing yeah. the issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, essentially, what you say you don't see France as winners of no. the tournament. No. Um, Let's be honest, plenty of people have tipped them as winners of mm. the tournament. They, they um, look like a team that as soon as they play a team that is on their level or slightly above, they will go within a shell and be yeah. beaten. I.e. a team of similar quality who's going to work a bit harder. I, I don't even think it's... I, I don't think they don't work hard. I just, I just don't see any real personality from them. Mm. Um, I, I said they were lazy on Twitter in the way they went about the first 45 minutes because they were they played well within their comfort zone I think any side that goes and challenges them they will struggle against yeah, yeah I mean I, I, I criticised their character when we did our, our preview show before before the tournament and um, I just think they haven't got any characters there but and again you know he's, he'll, he'll be a name in, in the headlines again but their character is, is essentially Paul Pogba because he did drive that he, he forced the issue um, and he wasn't great and neither was any of them but but his drive and his kind of you can call it will to win if you want and I'm sure if there was another if there's another player we're talking about who isn't as criticised as Pogba is you might be, be praising him at this point but um, he he made he made a difference and uh, they, look they've won the game it's, it's, it's a winning start and, and that's all you can ask from because as we've seen later on today another team didn't do that I think, yeah. I think the big difference between them and Germany, Spain Brazil those three all have a style about them that is very definitive you can tell exactly what they're trying to do can't tell what this France team's trying to do. Giroud didn't play. I think Giroud is a, a necessity for them up front because he brings the best out of others around him. They went with Griezmann, with Mbappe and Dembele wide. Didn't really work. I, c- I couldn't really tell which one was playing central, which one was playing left, which one was playing right. I know you you say the, the key phrases about, oh, the forwards rotate and this and that, but in theory, that's great. In practice, it doesn't really work. And I think this is a team that, in theory, looks great on paper, but in practice... It's only going to end in tears. Yeah, I so say very interesting to see what's going to happen to France from here. Obviously, I remember Spain uh, a few years ago, they went and won the World Cup mm-hmm. after losing their first game. So it, there's a lot to be taken into consideration just let's, yet. Let's be fair, they've won. They, they've yeah. won, they've got a win. So it was it, ugly. It, it wasn't great. And, and it's the thing, if we're counting them to be, you know, contenders to take it. Not for me. Yeah, so, uh, very briefly before we move on and look ahead to tomorrow's games, uh, I say tomorrow's, obviously, this, this podcast is being recorded. Uh, this <laughs> In the future. It's yeah. being recorded on Saturday night, and the, this podcast is going to be released yeah. on Sunday morning. So, uh, to today's game, we'll look ahead to today's game. Uh, little brief word on Argentina. Well, obviously, yeah. Argentina played against Iceland. Iceland, who were the surprise package of the European Championships mm. two years ago. Argentina, they went ahead, and you thought, you know what? They look good, and then. They got pegged back in, just just couldn't yeah. couldn't find their way back in. It looked to me to be everything that that uh, people who were wary of Argentina coming to the tournament, people who were concerned about what they they can and can't do. Um, it looked to be everything like that. I mean, it, there was obviously they took the lead, fantastic goal from Aguero, who again is incredibly underrated as, as a footballer. So he scores a superb goal on the turn. You think right, they're away now, and, and, and maybe Messi will get involved. Maybe there'll be a lot more out about them, but. Um, I think the key to the game was how quickly Iceland equalised and, and, and in the manner of it as well because it was Argentina defenders were, were packing at all sorts of things and the, they couldn't get it away um, and the ball goes in from uh, Finn, Finn Bogerson, uh, and and then at that point you know Iceland are very are back in they're back in France two years ago aren't they you know they're, they're defying the odds again they're having a go at teams they're 
they're really enjoying this status as, as this team they've become and fair play to them you know, they're absolutely superb I think for the international game but there was a lot of frowning from Argentina there was a hell of a lot of feeling sorry for themselves there's yeah. a hell of a lot of giving the ball to Messi can Messi do something right. and then his chance comes and he failed to do it I say we, 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 we mentioned Messi and we, we said while we were watching the game together uh, obviously Messi had a free kick at the end and it's like oh here's his chance he can, yeah. he can have the Ronaldo moment but he uh, very bizarrely he just absolutely could not deliver could it, he? It was a, a free kick from 30 yards which you know none of us ever really thought that he was going to score I, I've just been very critical of France I think Argentina are an absolute mess um, it, 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 is that just defensively no it's, it's, it, it's, it's in terms of the entire team structure the entire team structure is an absolute mess uh, Sampaoli as we saw with his severe team before when he was managing in Europe he, he wants his teams to press he wants his teams to really get about teams this Argentina team doesn't do it the attack doesn't work the, de the defence is, is is what it is Otamendi and Rojo at centre back and Caballero in goal it's got an error in it Fullbacks aren't great. Mascherano and Bigley are sitting in front of the back four. We're both dependable players, but they've both seen better days. Um, the attack is over-reliant on Messi. Di Maria is mercurial. He will have one good game in six. It doesn't do it. It just doesn't do it. It didn't do it against Iceland. It's an absolute mess. They're pretty shambolic. They don't press play. There's no real strategy there. They, they're all just standing around waiting, passing the ball to Messi. He can have eight guys between him and the goal, and they're all waiting for him to either produce a killer pass between six players to put it on a plate for someone or to shoot from 25 yards it, no not for me like France but worse than France as soon as they play somebody that is close to them this is assuming they get through now as soon as they play somebody that's close to them they'll be sent home I think well, well I agree with most of that I think it's also important to remember what Iceland did and, and and if anything, the way Iceland played, I think when you're an underdog in a match like this, all you want to do is for the opposition to play in the way that you expect them to. And, and Iceland approached it perfectly, I thought, in, in terms of, and especially, I, I think the key, the key is, between, is the time between the two goals. Because if Iceland did not score that goal as quickly as they did, the equaliser, then you might have been looking at a 3-4-0 with Argentina, in which they wouldn't have been fantastic, but we're not here slagging them off. And uh, Iceland's performance I thought deserves credit but I agree with Alex Argentina looked a bit all over the place to me and, and Messi is obviously the shining light in all this but he's got so much pressure on him and, and when you're you've got, the trouble is the Messi that you see at Barcelona the Messi you see at Argentina with Argentina he's, he's surrounded with players who are obviously probably the star, the star players in their own teams at club level and and, and they're, they'll be doing their own thing they're not necessarily in tune to the Messi way and he He's relying on the right pass at the right moment. He's relying on the right movement at the right moment. And against teams like Iceland, they they can frustrate the hell out of you. And, and look, they've, they've done it now. It's not a surprise that Iceland did this, is it? Let's be honest. It's not a surprise that that Iceland play this way and they 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 get there and all that sort of stuff. But I think Argentina missed a huge chance today because they needed to after after one nil, just calm it down for ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Just keep it at 1-0 for a bit and they, they were all over the place and uh, defensively uh, Otamendi and, and, and Rojo don't look like leaders to me they're obviously they play for very good football teams we see them in the Premier League every week but they're not leaders and and, and you wanted one of them to sort of like stand up and go right 10 minutes come on just just sit there and we'll sort it out I think, I think what you can say is Iceland is a great credit for the point they've got but Argentina they're so over reliant on Messi and they're not on his wavelength they're such a disappointment right now yeah. They need to really improve. Yeah. 
can't uh, say can't uh, agree with you more on that on that point. Uh, but listen, plenty of football to be played. Um, we will speak about England just quickly at the end of this podcast, but we're going to move on to tomorrow's games very quickly. Germany against Mexico is mm. the first big game. I mean, Costa Rica against Serbia is the first game of the day. That takes place at 1 p.m. Sunday. Having, having seen Costa Rica play Belgium and England, if Serbia don't win that, then both those teams will go out. Yeah, I fancy Serbia. Yeah, I think you've got the odds there, just, just under evens for Serbia, um, which seems right to me. They, they should be that level of, of uh, favourites. Uh, they're, they're a hard working side. And um, it, it seems it, in, in, it's one of those games that it's a perfect opening game for them. And, and, and if they win that game, they can really make a bit of a statement. And Serbia are one of those sides, everyone's kind of, everyone wants to find value in this tournament, don't they? Everyone yeah. wants to find a team to follow. I say, look, Serbia, to me, are a good side. I thought I'd found value with Morocco. Yeah, that, was, that I, went well, didn't it? I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I thought yeah. I'd found value with Saudi Arabia to win the first game. How's your World Cup going, Aaron? It's all right. Uh, so I'm probably going to put money on Costa Rica because <laughs> I absolutely do not expect that to happen. Um, so which means I will back Serbia because you've been in that. So yeah. 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 Uh, uh, interestingly, uh, with Bet Bright, uh, Mitrovic and Dusan Tadic both to score in the game nine to one. That's, yeah, because uh, obviously they're, they're both their two main attacking threats, and we both know. Obviously, we know them from 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 English football. Yeah. Tadic is an interesting player because he he can be fantastic. He can be a superb player in, in, in one particular ninety minutes, and then you yeah. watch him again for the next month and do nothing. And um, yeah, so he'd he, be one to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so moving on to the second game of the day, uh, Germany against Mexico. Uh, Alex, you watch a lot of German football. Um, what are your thoughts right now on the, on this Germany team heading into their, their first game of the tournament? Well, no doubt they're contenders. Um, I think this is the perfect start for them. I think Mexico are a team that will attack, will possibly leave them spaces to attack into. Um, it, it, good, good test for them. Um, I do think that you know, winners four years ago, the, the team has evolved since then. They're not quite so much based on counter-attacking, but they, they are more a possession-based team. Tony Cruz, Mesut Ozil, um, Timo Werner now up front. He'll hope to get off to a good start with a few goals. Obviously, the big talking point has been leaving Leroy Sane at home. We'll see Marco Royce play. Um, I think they will be very confident in getting off to a good start, but I think Mexico will be a test. Mm. No, I, say, I, can't, I can't disagree with that in the fact that I mean, the last I saw Mexico was the friendly against Wales. Um, <laughs> but I, I have mentioned on all the podcasts. I, I, have, I have, have watched the friendly against very, Wales. They're a talented team, but they're, they're, also, they're a team that... It's also very all, boring. All, all, <laughs> they're a team that always get to the last 16, but that's, that's it. Yeah. They don't get any further. They get yeah. through the group stage, second place in the group, and then they there's get beaten. No, the, 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 there's nothing about this team, I, I don't think at the moment, from what I've seen in Mexico, that says... They might even be second place. They're definitely no more than I'm getting, not, getting surpassing expectations. I'm not sure you can compare um, watch them against Wales to something you'll see against Germany because obviously Wales was so much but better. Friendly, but right, this, right. Um, look, look at the way we looked at England. We looked at England's friendlies against Nigeria and Costa Rica yeah. going, England looked good. A bit of motivation. No, no, you, sorry, you watch Mexico's friendlies against point, Wales and Scotland. And my point was and that um, they'll be in a very different mindset against Germany yeah. than they were against Wales. And uh, Wales in, in that game were were uh, just this kind of weird red wall in front of a goal. It was quite funny. Yeah. But but Germany obviously will approach it differently. Germany will, and it'll be a very similar game, I think, to, to a couple you've seen today in, in France and Argentina. And and it's can can Germany's individuals break them down and Mexico obviously will be attacking all that I, I find, and Germany will win the game let's be honest they'll win the game yeah. Germany will completely dominate and you would expect them to win Mexico it's all about what they do on the counter attack they've got a very good player in Herving Lozano who plays for PSV Eindhoven he's very good in front of goal very quick if he can 
produce something, Mexico have half a chance. Otherwise, you're looking at a Germany win. Yeah, uh, Germany one to two with Bet Bright uh, yeah. heading into the game. The draw seven to two. Mexico six to one. Uh, six to one, I, I think, is a fair reflection. Every now and again, I, I look at some of these and I think, oh, there's decent value there. Obviously, <laughs> I've, I, you could, I've told you already, my, my betting record has not been so good in this tournament Ooh. so far. Um, the Bet Bright bundle uh, for the game: uh, Tony Cruz and Sammy Kadira both to be carded sixteen to one on that one. The last game of the day on Sunday, Brazil take on Switzerland. Uh, quite an intriguing game. Uh, Switzerland yeah. were very good in qualifying. Very, uh, very good. Very, I mean. very good until the Michael Bright game against Portugal, when they completely went into their shell and completely bottled it. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, I mean that's what the bookmakers say as well. I mean, the Brazil game, wasn't it? Well they, they beat Northern Ireland yeah. in the in the playoffs, didn't they? They got fortunate. Um, yeah, I mean, let's, let's be honest. It's all about Brazil and and and. Oh. Let's be cliched for a bit. It, it's always exciting when Brazil enter a World Cup, isn't it? And um, I told you before the other week they're my they're my team to win it. So I'll be excited to watch this game. Switzerland are a funny team, as, as you say. They, they'll and, they're, be, and they're resilient. I think yeah, that's they'll be organised. And I think my worry is them going forward and what they can do. And I personally would love to see because having seen now France, Argentina, a couple of the bigger sides, yeah. I'd love to see a convincing Brazil. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see a, re- a really a really convincing side that could that could you know lay down a marker for the tournament essentially. Yeah. Brazil are going to start with this front four now with Gabriel Jesus up front, Coutinho, Willian, Neymar to the left. I think that's going to be far too strong for a Swiss team that, as you say, is resilient, but it's it's a side with a level kind of like Mexico. They get to the last sixteen and they're not going to go any further. Brazil. They're very much favourites for this competition right now, and I think the way they're playing, Neymar back fit and firing, I think they are too good. Yeah. Uh, Say so Brazil two to five for the game with Bet Bright. Uh, the draw four to one. Switzerland fifteen to two. Uh, the Bet Bright bundle uh, for the game uh, is for no booking to be shown. Uh, so, so it's an interesting bet. Um, the way the, the way the World Cup's gone so far. No booking. Are, no booking. In a, in a game when Neymar's playing dancing feet and Stefan Lichtenstein is the man playing right back. I think that means he's not betting on it. I, I, I feel you're not feeling the 20 no. to 1 that is on offer. No, because Stefan Lickstein is playing right back against Neymar. Okay, well, we will see. <laughs> we, we will see. We'll see. This time tomorrow, uh, we will see. Um, interesting. I said we were going to speak about England on this podcast. Um, we've rambled on. We, we've <laughs> fulfilled. Um, I'm not going to lie. We, we've, we've fulfilled our. What do you want, our, our, do you want to say about England now? Uh, tell me, what do you, what England are say? playing Tunisia on Monday. Um, I think we, we all know what the team will be like right now. Uh, my yeah, w- the conversation we just had. I think I think Jesse Lingard is, is an interesting player for England right now because he is gone a little bit under the radar. He has got something about him that would be, you know, very. He's someone that a lot of you know, English football fans don't really like because he plays for Manchester United. But I personally, I'm back into a good tournament, so my bet for England game is him to score a goal. Okay, uh, say interesting. I say we'll we'll have this out. I say yeah, later yeah, in the yeah. tournament about Jesse Lingard. Um, regardless of, I mean, let's say he might get a hat trick against Tunisia, and I'll have let's to eat my words. Mm. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've eat, I, I eat my words very regularly on this you podcast, um, so you never know about Jesse Lingard. But yeah, um, that's us. That's us done uh, on today's uh, World Cup Daily podcast from Mirror Football in association with Bet Bright. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, looking back on say, the, the Germany game, looking back on the Brazil game, looking back on Costa Rica, Serbia, if anything remotely interesting happens in that one. And also looking at England, England play Monday night. So uh, yeah, we very much look forward to that and uh, we will see you next time.